They can go up, they can go down, or they can stay the same. We're talking mortgage interest rates. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. John Coleman, Happy New Year, sir. Likewise, it feels good, so good to be back in the seat again. Back in the seat, it's a brand new year, it's a brand new you, it's the Ooh. same old me. Yes, I hope not. You know, we'll all grow, we'll all be better, 2201, let's get it. Yeah, let's go for that. Yes. Yeah, I don't really buy into the, like, new year. No, me. because in the reality, it's just another Monday, it was the same day, it's the same day. I mean, I'm still going to be me. Right. Hopefully I'll do some new things. Right. Maybe it'll be fun, maybe some things will work out, maybe... Maybe I will get better. Yeah, but you inspired me. Why wait till the new year? Start tomorrow. Yeah, well, look at you referencing uh, an episode we, we did a few weeks back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, who needs um, things like uh, resolutions? No, the best day to start something new is that day. That the day damn day. Resolu- new Year's resolution is nothing but a marketing ploy. Yeah, there you go. Um, so check this out. We are in a new year. Yes. Let's talk mortgage interest rates. I know there's nothing sexier. And more exciting to you, John Coleman, than mortgage interest rates. Yes, but, you know, it is important because, you know, a lot of people have had questions, and I know this now that I'm somewhat of a rookie in the mortgage industry, uh, just knowing about, you know, how they go up, how they go down. Some people are curious about, you know, like, hey, what's going to happen because uh, there's going to be a shift uh, um, in terms of leadership with the country, so what's going to happen? Okay, so mortgage rates, Mm -hmm. drum roll please, (laughs) they will go up. Oh. I don't know when. Okay. But let's make some guesses. Yes. And by guesses, I mean educated guesses. Like, yes. look, neither John nor I combined times five mm-hmm. would be brilliant people. Mm-mm. More than that. Needing but we learned how to read <laughs> and we have access to the information and we take the time to read it. Yeah. So I'm going to regurgitate some of the things that I've read, whether they came out from the Mortgage Bankers Association, whether they came out from the National Association of Realtors, whether I read them in Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Economists in general have their projections. Their projections are mortgage rates are going to go up in 2021. Mm -hmm. Period. Okay. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they are at record lows. Mortgage interest rates right now, if you were to purchase or refinance a home, depending on about 28 qualifying factors, and this is important for any home buyer or any homeowner who's looking to refinance their current mortgage to understand, there are 28 factors that go into your mortgage rate. Mm. They are things such as, is it a 10-year, 15-year, 20-year, or 30-year fixed mortgage? A 30-year fixed mortgage is going to have a higher interest rate than a 10-year fixed mortgage. Mm -hmm. What's your loan size? Because a loan amount of $50,000 may very well come with a higher interest rate than a loan amount of $350,000. How many points are you paying? Well, first you're going to say, what's a point, Dio? Well, a point is considered prepaid interest. It's an additional closing fee that you will pay to your lender at closing for the exchange for the interest rate you are receiving. So typically, if you're paying points, you should assume you're also getting an interest rate that is slightly below market. Mm -hmm. Is it a condo, a townhome, a duplex, a triplex, a single family home? Depending on what type of property, it's gonna depend on what your interest rate is. 
How long do you need to lock in or secure that interest rate? Are you locking in the rate for 30 days, 45 days, or 60 days? Those are things that factor into which interest rate you qualify for. So all these factors kind of go into it. It's not just who decides. It's not just the Fed. Just no, re- no. Arbitrarily. Fed, Fed, just- has, Fed has little to nothing to do with mortgage interest rates. Hmm. We, we can circle back to that. Okay. Because there's other things. Are you going to have your taxes and your insurance included in your payment? We call that escrowed. Mm-hmm. If you are, you're going to get one interest rate. If you're not, you're going to pay a different interest rate. Or what you're going to find is there's a, a slightly higher fee to get the same interest rate. Mm-hmm. You know what we haven't talked about? What's that? Credit scores. Oh. Oh, the big one. Yeah. Your credit score is going to impact the interest rate that you qualify for. How heavily is your credit score weighted? Is that like a big kind of is yes. it weighted more heavily than something yeah, else? You know, it depends on the type of loan. So if you're a veteran utilizing uh, your veteran benefits, it has less of a of an impact. Same thing goes for an FHA loan or same thing goes for a, a rural housing loan or gotcha. the United States Department of, of Agriculture. Um, but when we look at conventional financing or we look at uh, some of the, we call it non-conforming for the mm-hmm. loan sizes that are, that are well over half a million dollars, then credit score does impact. Okay. Now there gets to a point where it's like the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. I make a joke as an originator. I'm like, look, whether you're a 760 or an 820, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Like once you're over 760, we could probably finance a small nuclear war yeah. for you. Yeah. But if you go below 760 and you're a 740, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're going to be up an eighth higher. Mm. Ooh, if you go from a 740 to a 720, ooh, really? that's another eighth. 720 to 700, ooh, that's another eighth. Dang. Yep. And then you start layering on other types of risk. That's when we're talking about a primary home. Okay. Right. And your interest rate is nothing more than an assessment of the risk of your file. Say that. Oh, I've never, I've yeah, never thought of it that way. Your interest rate is nothing more than an assessment of the risk of your file. The least risky you make your file, the better your interest rate is. Would a fair analogy be like car insurance? If you're a safe driver, you pay less. Car insurance, medical insurance. Like for those listeners that don't have the benefit of working for an employer who has employee employer-sponsored medical insurance, mm-hmm. yes. Try getting insurance on your own if you're 50 years old and diabetic. Hmm. A, if you're able to get insured, right? That's Can I even get insurance? Yeah. And if you can, how expensive is it going to be? Try to get life insurance if you're a smoker versus mm. a non-smoker. Try to get life insurance at age 50 versus age 25. Hmm. Your mortgage interest rate is nothing more than an assessment of the risk of your file. Ah, I like that. So a 760 credit score for someone putting 25% down, buying a primary home, a loan size that is um, appealing, mm-hmm. which by the way, lenders don't necessarily like low loan sizes, just like they don't necessarily like super high loan sizes. Really? They will do them. Yeah, because everything's about risk, risk first reward risk, in risk, life. Risk, risk first reward. Risk first reward, right? It's a business. There's business decisions <laughs> being made yeah. on the back end. Yeah. So if your loan size, let's say, is between 250 and 400, what if that's the sweet spot? And you agree, yes, I'm fine having my taxes and my insurance included in my payment. In fact, that's my preference. And I'm buying a single-family home versus a duplex or a condo. All of those things play into the interest rate that someone's going to qualify for. You roll in with a 680 credit score. You're buying a condo as an investment property. You want your lender to lock in your rate for the next 60 days. And oh, by the way, you don't want to pay. You don't want to have taxes and insurance included in your mortgage payment. You want to pay them on your own. 
A lender very well will be like, yep, you know what, Mr. Coleman, we can do that for you. Oh. But you're not getting the 2.75% interest rate that you, you're hearing about in the news. Ah. Or if you are, you're going to pay three points. Mm. And you're like, what does three points mean? Well, on your $200,000 loan, three points equals 3% of your loan size. Oh. So 3% of 200 grand is $6,000. So to, to put this in dollars and cents... The same person who rolled into wanting to buy that same exact condo, mm -hmm. but their credit score was 760, not 680. They were buying it as a primary, not as an investment. They were willing to close in 30 days. Therefore, they only need you to lock in that interest rate for 30 days and not 60. Mm. They were willing to have their taxes and insurance included in their payment. They are going to get a much better interest rate than you. Because of all of those factors, it wasn't just your credit score. That makes so much sense. Yeah, so I think it's good to know that in general about mortgage interest rates. The now, if, if you're tuned in and you're wanting to know what, Dio, I tuned in because I want you to tell me where rates are going. Look, I can't tell you that. Like, if I could tell you that, I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, look, I mean, I'd be living on my yacht and I'd be cruising all throughout yeah. uh, the, the Indian Ocean right. right now. Right? I'd be on my way to Indonesia by way of New Zealand. Over to Tahiti. Um, but what I do know is mortgage interest rates are super low right now. I mean, I'm talking two and a half to three to three and a half percent. Okay. I also know this. I'm using wide ranges and I'm using wide ranges because there are 28 factors that go into someone's mm -hmm. interest rate. I don't want to say two and a half. And you think, well, everyone should be getting two and a half. I listen to the loan officer podcast. <laughs> no, some people have been able to get interest rates as low as two and a half. Mm -hmm. Others, it's three and a half. Let's put this in perspective. When I got into the mortgage industry in 2004, we were thrilled to do 6% 30-year fixed mortgages. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, because you know what they were in 2001? They were 8%. But no, back then I was in high school and elementary school. I had no idea what I didn't, wasn't on my yeah, radar. Yeah, in their early 1980s, they were 13, 14, 15, Yo, 16%. chill, what? Yes. What would happen if that came back now? What do you think? Like if, if something happened, the rates went back It'd up? It'd be like, catastrophic. It honestly would be. It would be. It would be catastrophic. Um, I hate using the word never, so I use the word next to never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would that would happen next to never. So back in the '80s, someone was like, they would get a mortgage, sign up for him, like, all right, your interest rate is 16% for your $300,000 loan, and people were like, yep, looks good. Yeah, inflation was through the roof, and the economy wasn't growing. Typically, when you had, there's an economic term called stagflation. So mm. that's like a double whammy. You're like, wait a minute. Usually you get inflation when the economy is just doing gangbusters. So, you know, look, if the economy is doing really well and everyone has a job and everyone's getting raises and everyone's making money, mm -hmm. then you can afford for the cost uh, so, to borrow yeah, to be higher. I'm making hella money, so I don't care if it's 18%, 20%. I just want the well, damn... You should, yeah, you, you should care okay, about 18%, okay, okay, okay. but I don't care about 8% or 6%. Got, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, cause, because I'm making hella money, like you said. Gotcha. But what happens when you have an economy that's not growing and you have crazy inflation? They had that back in the late 70s, okay, early so early that, 80s. Okay. Uh, the, the term was called... Stag the term is called stagflation, and, gotcha. and, and we dealt with stagflation. Yeah. Um, we're set up in such of a, of a world global economic, uh, with, with a lot of government intervention, mm -hmm. right? Our federal reserve does a lot to manipulate, mm -hmm. uh, the markets mm -hmm. and they manipulate them for the benefit of the greater good. At least that's their, their thought process. So I honestly, I'll, I'll share this because if you're tuned in, I want to give you what you're tuned in for. Mm -hmm. We anticipate rates staying in the low twos, low threes, all the way through second quarter. Uh -huh. If you don't know when second quarter ends, here's how quarters work. First quarter ends March 31st. 
Second quarter ends in June. Third quarter ends in September. Fourth quarter ends in December. Gotcha. Okay. So by the end of second quarter, by June or July, mm-hmm. we'd anticipate rates being up, but by about three eighths to half a percent. So we would still, if we're right now at 2.75 to three and a quarter, we're going to go somewhere around three to three and a half. By the end of the year, probably around 3.75. We could potentially touch 4%, but it's not anticipated. Okay. It's not anticipated because the U.S. economy isn't growing gangbusters. Mm. We're hoping with the vaccine mm-hmm. that, that, that we will start to see parts of, 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 our, of our society open up. People will start traveling. As they start traveling, they're spending money. As they're spending mm-hmm. money, there's more workers needed. More workers means more workers in the workforce. More people making money is more people spending money. All pro the economy. Mm-hmm. But overall, rates still below 4% are freaking amazing. Let me just rewind you to where rates were two, three years ago. I mean, two, three years ago, we were doing rates at 45 4.75%. I, I just started learning about all this stuff. And when you say like... 15 20 years ago it was like triple that is now when people like complain and bitch about a quarter of a percent i'm like what it just i i, I see that it's well, like it's, wow. it's all in perspective right if you put things in perspective that are a lot easier to swallow i used to love clients that remembered buying their first home in 1984 yeah because they loved the six percent interest rate that i was originating for them in 2006 they're like this is a third of what my first mortgage was, and then here we are in in 2021, and people are like, "Oh, you mean you can't do better?" I'm like, three percent? Yeah, like, that's you what can't I, do better. It's like, do you know that your parents would have given I think, probably you, like your parents yeah, would have yeah. given you away? I know. In order to achieve, a 3% I think I think just rate. like in doctors' offices, they have all those like billboards of like various things and more. There should be a sign like 50, 20 years ago, rates were at 16 percent, just as a constant reminder to people because that's a lot. And then you put this in perspective. So the average loan size in the United States is somewhere between two hundred twenty-five and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Now look, there's gonna be parts of California, New York, Miami yeah. that it's gonna be much higher than that. But in general, let's just use two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Whether your rate is two point seven five or whether your rate is three, you're talking like forty bucks a month. Okay, so. It's not going to be life altering because quite honestly, if $40 a month is going to make or break whether or not you can afford to own a house, you shouldn't, shouldn't own a house. Yeah, yeah. You me that. yeah, you should not own a house because in your state, like if you're in California, there's a great chance your homeowner's insurance just skyrocketed because of the amount of fires, mm-hmm. right? If you're in Houston, there's a good chance that your homeowner's insurance skyrocketed because of flooding. Or if you're up and down the Mississippi River, flooding, Iowa, flooding, mm-hmm. Florida, hurricanes, hail damage, like... Mm-hmm. Your insurance alone, which is part of your housing payment, could have easily gone up by $75 to $100 a month. Mm. So when you're looking to buy a house, you need to make sure that when you're budgeting your payment, that $40, whether it's up or down, is kind of indifferent to your overall financial picture. Mm. And I'm not saying you shouldn't hope for the best interest rate, but just understand the correlation. The correlation between 3 and 3.125, even on a quarter million dollars being borrowed, mm-hmm. is only about 20 bucks a month, right? The correlation between three and three and a half. Okay. You're starting to get up there. Now you're at 80 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And what does 80 bucks a month mean? Well, that's about $15,000 in purchase price. So there is some tangible there, right? The difference between uh, a three and a three and a half on a 30 year fixed mortgage is the difference in about $15,000 in purchase price. Mm -hmm. So if you were trying to work off of a budget and you waited to buy a house 
Yeah. And by waiting, you watch your interest rate that you qualify for based on your 28 factors that we discussed about five, 10 minutes ago. If you saw rates go from three to 3.75, you did lose something. You lost, you lost, <laughs> you, you lost yeah. some purchasing power. So there is some, some truth to yeah. look for those that are tuned in. The reason why you would want to buy sooner than later, as long as, by the way, buying fit your wheelhouse, meaning you mm -hmm. are ready, you're at a point in your life, a point in your career where owning a home made sense, pull the trigger now because rates are so low. It is projected and predicted that six to nine months from now, they are going to be higher. And as they go up, you will lose some purchasing power. But when you describe it like that, it's, I think, in my opinion, it's so much more helpful when you have like just raw dollars. Because for me, I'm not a math guy. So when you say quarters of a percent, eighths of a percent, yeah. I, just, I, I, like, I don't know. I just know it went up a little bit. But when you quantify that by saying like, hey, it's only $80 a month, which equates to $15,000 over the course of 30 years, I think it's much more digestible to understand kind of rates. And it's less intimidating, I think. Yeah, well, so you just kind of hit a nerve. Um, I'm going to have to circle back oh, so, to you. Okay, you okay. hit a nerve. <laughs> JC, you hit a nerve. Okay. First of all, I want to clarify. Okay. So when I talk about the difference between three and three and a quarter, yeah. and that on a $250,000 loan amount, the the three to the three and a quarter is roughly, uh, let's call it 40 bucks a month mm -hmm. in terms of payment. I wasn't talking about $15,000 a year over the next 30 years. Oh, yeah, I thought over the, okay. No, no. Okay. You're not going to have this mortgage for 30 years. Period. End of story. That's a whole other uh, podcast oh, yeah, in itself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, when you make a decision to buy a house, just we've done shows on this in the past. We'll do shows on this in the future. You need to think in terms of 36 months, 72 months, 84 months, 120 months, three years, seven years, 10 years. On average, you're only going to have your mortgage for five to seven years. Okay, so, but what you do need to know is what's the difference in my purchasing power? Let's say you called your favorite loan officer and you okay. said, favorite loan officer, John Coleman, I need to keep my mortgage payment at or under $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. That's inclusive of taxes, insurance, mm -hmm. HOA mm -hmm. dues, and any applicable PMI I have to pay. Okay. You get out your HP12C, your financial calculator, you crunch some numbers, actually just click, 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 click. Yep. And you say, perfect. Based on today's interest rates, that's a $350,000 property with you putting... 5% down. If that person waits nine months and they make that same exact phone call and you get out your HP 12 C click, 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 click. $2,000 is, is, is their comfort monthly payment. Mm -hmm. Hey John, how much home can I buy? It's no longer 350. It it's now, now 335. Mm -hmm. Why they lost purchasing power by interest rates going from three to three and a half. Or from three from two point seven five to three and a quarter. Gotcha. So when I talk about the forty dollars a month or the eighty dollars a month, what is eighty dollars a month? Well, if interest rates go up half a percent and half a percent equals eighty dollars a month, I'm telling you you lost fifteen thousand dollars in purchasing power. Damn. I'm not trying to talk about gotcha. over the life of your loan. Look, yeah. if you want to get super engineering geeky on me, mm -hmm. go for it, knock yourself out. But I'm going to UFC cage fight you. <laughs> over the thought that you're actually going to have this mortgage for greater than 10 years. Mm. I'm going to make a sizable bet with you that you will either pay off just because you're that good with your finances, mm -hmm. refinance 
because life happens and refinances make sense for a multitude of reasons or sell, which means you're gonna have to pay off your mortgage within seven to 10 years. Damn. It used to be five years. But ever since the great recession of 2007, 2008, we're finding that the American populace stays in their homes a little bit longer. Mm. They've been borrowing cheaply. Um, they're a little bit more grounded. So we're finding it seven to 10 years that you have the mortgage. I've owned two homes in my adult life. So for the past 14 going on 15 years, I've owned two homes. I've had four mortgages. I'm as ordinary as they come. Right? That means every four or five years, I'm obtaining a new home loan. My next will be the payoff. Right? I'll have my current home paid off in the next seven years. Mm-hmm. At least that's the goal, mm-hmm. right? life goals. If things continue on the trajectory that they're on, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's just, so my thought process, just like everyone else's thought process should not be, well, over 15 years or 20 yeah. years, no. Let's look at the next five to seven years, unless you're the anomaly, which there are outliers, Yeah. right? There are definitely outliers, yeah. but the bulk of us are only going to have a mortgage. So our decisions should be based on that. That's great to know. Um, long-term on interest rates, like 2022, 2023, 2024, solid, all below 5%. Mm. They're going to go up guys and girls. They are, but below 5%. And you have to understand that there's so many factors that impact mortgage interest rates, right? COVID was not projected in 2018, 2019. So the quote unquote experts had interest rates much higher in 2020 than they ever were. Well, a worldwide pandemic comes through. Uh. Then all of a sudden you have government intervention. The government intervention is to stave off or to stop or quell any potential catastrophic economic events. Gotcha. So our U.S. monetary policy, our Federal Reserve, stepped up to the plate and they said, we are going to purchase certain securities for the end goal or, or, or the end action to drive down mortgage interest rates. Because we know that low interest rates will promote people to go out and do things like refinance their home. When they mm-hmm. refinance their home, they save a couple hundred dollars a month. When they save a couple hundred dollars a month, that's a couple hundred dollars a month that can go towards mm-hmm. buying goods and services, yep. getting a new car taking a vacation, paying for their, for their kids, at, for their kids college, mm-hmm. or it just helps them survive. Cause maybe they, one of the household incomes was furloughed or cut. Mm-hmm. So ec- worldwide economic events can definitely impact the trajectory of mortgage interest rates. Meaning I could tell you that we project rates to be four and a half percent by third quarter of 2022. But if Russia and China go to war together, that's going to change. That's going to change. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely going to change. So there's there's always going to be some some global economic conditions that are going to impact because a mortgage is nothing more than a bond. A bond is a long-term debt, mm-hmm. right? Investors invest in bonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, mortgages end up being are, are end up being packaged into bonds. So the daily trading of those bonds, the pricing up, the pricing down, whether the yield is two percent, three percent, four percent, or one percent, mm-hmm. or in some European countries 0% or negative 1%, hmm. that's some crazy blow your mind stuff. That's going to impact um, a person's mortgage gotcha. interest rate. But overall, know that currently they are super low. If you currently have a home loan and you have not called your favorite loan officer to inquire about whether or not a refinance makes sense, make that action item number one for 2021. The worst thing you'll hear is, John Coleman, you have a great mortgage. 
you don't need to do anything. Stay where you are. Wouldn't it be nice to have that peace of mind? Right. What you may find out is that, John Coleman, there's a way for me to save you 250 bucks a month. John Coleman, there's a way for me to allow you to keep your payment the same but pay your mortgage off 10 years faster. John Coleman, there's a way for me to <laughs> save you 100 bucks a month, reduce your term, meaning how quickly you're going to pay your loan off, by five years. And, John, I can consolidate your debt and pay off $30,000 of car loans, student loans, and credit cards. What? At which frees up $800 a month into your overall monthly budget. So now did I save you hundred bucks a month in your mortgage payment, I reduced your term by five years, but I also eliminated $800 worth of monthly payments. Damn, I'm glad I made that call. Right? What's the worst? That's, that's like best case. <laughs> worst case is like, Hey, hey, bro, you're you're great. Yeah, Good they're not gonna be like you. they're not gonna be like, hey, actually, we need to jack that up on you. You owe us more money. No, never. No, it doesn't work that way. Like it doesn't <laughs> work that way. So like with rates being that low, every single person, if you haven't done so already, by the way, you slept on 2020. <laughs> okay, time yeah. to wake up. Yeah, and take advantage of it because we are confident the next three, four, five months things look really good. Okay, right, but there's no guarantees. Look, we come to, to work next Monday and we find out that there's a third and a fourth COVID vaccine mm -hmm. and they are readily available. They're 100 percent and um, and everyone can get tested tomorrow mm -hmm. or not tested, treated yeah. tomorrow. Hey, we would see our stock market just shoot explode. Up. We would see our economy go gangbusters. Oh, we'd also see mortgage interest rates just overnight. Like we've seen it before. Mm. So there's no guarantees. The guarantee is today. Start making your phone calls today. If you're contemplating buying a house, I will tell you, the earlier you buy, the safer you'll be in terms of, of maximizing your purchasing power, making sure you get locked in the cheapest mortgage interest rate. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not able to, don't freak out. Like, don't freak out. Like, you should only buy a house when it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense for you to buy a house until December or January of next year, cool, I have good news for you. Although you more than likely won't be able to lock in the two and a half to 3% interest rates we're seeing today, you're still gonna be below 4%. And I, Dustin Owen, when I bought my house nine years ago, did a triple backflip that with my friends and family discount, <laughs> I got 4.75. I was thrilled. God. Like I helped run a mortgage company for crying out loud. And the best I could get was 4.75, and I was thrilled by that. So I'm talking about worst case, if you have yeah. to wait, your rate's going to be 3.75. Yeah, grab yourself a cup of Joe and say cheers. Like, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Any other pressing questions that we tend to get from time to time from our viewers um, and our listeners? A question I have more like a statement. It sounds like instead of like waiting on the fence or just like hawking interest rates, it sounds like a good piece of advice would be make sure your own house is in order, whether it be your debts, your interest rate, to, to set you up for success. So when you are ready to get that, you, are, you do qualify for um, the most ideal rate if possible. Yeah, but don't make it about rate. It's so yeah. – um, it's, it's kind of like a catch-22. Like – if you sat back as John Coleman, you're like, well, I heard from listening to Dio and JC on the Loan Officer Podcast that mm -hmm. if I had a 760 credit score, I would get a better interest rate than a 680. So I have a 680 right now. Let me spend the next nine months working on my credit score. Yeah. Okay. You have to keep in mind the market moves. Okay. So let's put this in, in, in a real-time example. Mm -hmm. Today's interest rate for all intents and purposes, let's assume for this example is yeah. 3%. Okay. 
if you hit all 28 of those factors mm-hmm. and you're a A, A minus, A plus on all 28, you're getting 3%. Mm-hmm. But because you maybe slipped up on six of the 28, mm-hmm. right? Maybe the credit score aspect was one of them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I want to wait until I have a better credit score. Yeah. Okay, cool. So in nine months, when you have a better credit score, the best available credit mm-hmm. uh, uh, interest rate is 3.75. Gotcha. What if... I'm using my hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are watching. They can see. If you're <laughs> no, listening, no, no, you can't no, yeah, see yeah, this. So see. it helps me. What, what if in January yeah. of 2021, with your 680 credit score, you couldn't get three, John, but you could get 3.375? Does it make sense to for you to wait, wait until your credit score is a 760 so you can get 3.75? No. No. So it normally never pays to wait. That's another great piece of advice. Like it doesn't pay to wait because you're not comparing apples to apples. You're going to compare ap- apples to oranges. I think that's so because people just get it twisted. Like it's going to be in a vacuum. Like the rates, are, it's, this is what it is right now. If, I, if, if everything's going to be the same, there's going to be the same factors three months from now. So I'll just wait. It's not. No, it's a moving target. God dang. Nobody yeah. You don't. Yeah, it's a moving target. So you don't wait. Now, here's something you can do. You can buy today. You can lock in the best rate that you qualify for today. Look, in a year from now, if rates sporadically and unexpectedly go down, you can call that lender, inquire about a refinance. We have clients doing this here at Waterstone Mortgage every day, twice a day, three times a day, where we did a loan for them two years ago. They're calling their loan officer. They're like, oh my God, Kevin, you did an amazing job for me. Ref- yeah, you, you locked me in on a 30-year fix at 4.5%. But I'm hearing from my friends, <laughs> yes, yes, guess what? I can lock you in today at 2.75 or I can lock you in at 3 I'm saving that person $300 a month, but because they didn't wait, wait, yes. watch this. That person who bought in 2018, they bought that house for $300,000. Just two years later, that home that they bought for $300,000, it went up to $318,000 in, in one year, mm-hmm. and it's gone from $318,000 to $340,000. Mm-hmm. So if they would have waited, yes, they could have gotten... A three percent interest rate versus a four and a half. Dang, yeah, but yeah. they also would have bought the house for three hundred forty grand, not three hundred grand. That's forty thousand dollars they earned by doing what? Not waiting. And by doing nothing. Shit. You want to talk about some passive income? Like this. This is going to be a whole nother episode. I'm going to lay it out here today. Okay. okay. A little bit of a teaser. Also a reminder for you <laughs> to remind me to do a show on this. Uh, okay. I want to do a show on just like basic housing math. Housing math. Or basic no, personal ho- finance yeah. math. Housing math. Please do, because I need it. Here's why I love being a homeowner. Assuming that you meet certain criteria, which mm-hmm. is you can afford the upkeep, you're pretty grounded geographically, you're mm-hmm. very secure in your career. Mm-hmm. I don't know anywhere else I could go out and purchase a $300,000 property, at which point the minimum down payment is going to be somewhere between 3 and 5%. Let's use 5%. So 5% of 300 is 15 grand. Okay, that's that's that was my down payment. Let's say I had closing costs on top of that. And let's say my closing costs were astronomical. So my closing costs were 10 grand. So out of pocket, I was $25,000 to buy this house. Mm-hmm. That same home on average next year is going to go up by 3%. So next year is going to be worth 309,000. Now, that's on average. Mm -hmm. Now, in most states, Florida included, 
things have been going up by five, six, seven percent a year, maybe eight percent a year. Hmm. I don't want to. That's too. That's too aggressive. Mm-hmm. For this example, I want to be super conservative. Okay. So you're twenty five grand out of pocket, which, by the way, I and any other good lender could show you how to come out of pocket way less than twenty five grand, mm-hmm. and your home only goes up in value by three percent. Which, by the way, it's projected that in the state of Florida, home values are going to go up by roughly six and a half percent this year. Your $25,000 investment earns you nine grand. I want to know where else you can take 25 grand and have it earn you $9,000. Where you start, that's over a third, it's a 33% rate of return. Mm-hmm. For doing what? For basically paying your rent? Because look, you're going to have a housing payment. Yeah. Whether you pay $1,800 a month to your three bedroom, two bath apartment. <laughs> or or eighteen hundred bucks a month to your landlord to rent his or her house, yeah. or you pay eighteen hundred bucks to your mortgage, which is principal, interest, taxes, and, and, and insurance. You're still going to pay. You also took twenty five grand out of your four hundred one k, your savings account, what have you. You put it as a down payment and paid your closing costs, and you're making nine grand a year. Which oh by the way, when you rent part of that eighteen hundred dollars a month, nothing is going towards equity. Nothing is going towards a forced savings. Yep. Nothing's going towards paying down a loan. When you pay 1800 a month on your mortgage, at least 400 of that is going towards equity, which is also known as a forced savings, which is also paying down your loan. So not only did your home go up in value by, in this case, we use nine grand, 3% of 300,000, mm-hmm. you also put another $4,800 towards principal. So roughly, Roughly $14,000 is what you're seeing as a return of your $25,000 investment. Damn. Like home ownership. This is why homeowners are like 70 times more wealthy than non-homeowners. Well, when you put it that way, I can see why. Like you emphasize like home ownership is the way. ROI. What is your ROI? But again, we're, we're jumping ahead. I, I promise we'll circle back and do a whole episode where, where we talk these yeah. numbers yeah. And, and other quick, basic math that we can run in our head. Law of 72. You can run in your head. I 10, can't run in your head. 10K <laughs> equals 50. The difference between a half a percent. Uh, we talked a little bit about yeah. that as it, as it relates to purchasing power. The fact that every decision you make should be based on the next five, seven, or 10 years, never the next 20 oh, or 30 oh years. But mortgage interest rates, look, guys, girls, anyone tuned in and listening, I expect you to have questions on this. Like, this is not an easy subject matter. It's not something they teach in high school. It's not something that you can read CNN money or tune into Fox business and understand. Yeah. I promise you this, the people who are regurgitating or writing those articles probably don't even understand it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're giving you a 20 to 30 second sound clip. Yeah. Um, reach out to us. Yeah. Like whether you do so because you were on our YouTube channel, which is the Loan Officer Podcast, and you write a quick comment. Whether you want to call me or email me or you find me on LinkedIn, I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. You'll be able to find us. Hit us up on IG or Facebook at the Loan Officer Podcast. I dare you to Google John Coleman. I couldn't think of two more basic names than John and Coleman. But Google John Coleman, see if you can find him. John can't really answer your questions when it comes to interest rates, but I promise you this, John works closely with 50 loan officers yeah. of which at least 20 are badass. Yeah. John will be able to get you in contact with a badass loan officer for sure. who can answer your questions for you. Mm-hmm. But 
don't be afraid to pick up the phone to to, to send a text, yeah. to send an email, and ask. Don't Apply. wait. That's literally the theme of this episode. Don't wait. Why wait? Don't wait. Well, that's really anything in life, yeah, right? Like, like, like now's the best time because now's guaranteed. And then if someone who's an expert in the field tells you to wait, hey, now okay. you know to wait. <laughs> yeah. But don't make the assumption that you need to wait until you've at least uh, consulted with an expert with, with a professional. Well said. Awesome. So this episode, Mortgage Interest Rates 2021 and Beyond. Yeah. I'm Dustin Owen. He's John Coleman. This is the Loan Officer Podcast. Please like us, share us, give us a thumbs up, yep. give us a five-star review. Yep. That's assuming you like the content we're putting out. If yep. you don't like the content that we're putting out, John Bl- Coleman, <laughs> Google <laughs> them, let them know. <laughs> no, we, we appreciate any and all feedback, but we definitely love it when you guys subscribe and you tell your friends to, to subscribe. For sure. Um, keep tuning in. We're going to do these shows twice a week, every week for the rest of this year. Yep. Uh, and we love hearing from you. So I'm Dio. He's John Coleman. We're out. Peace. Peace.